I just mentioned to somebody out in the narthex, and children pay attention. You don't have to give up chocolate for Lent, because I saw some sitting back out there. Give up your sins for Lent, because who here has already broken their Lenten promises? Huh? Okay. Anybody? I'm sure you have. But if you give up your sins for Lent, and when somebody asks you what you gave up, that's something you can accomplish. Do you trust God? I mean, do you completely trust in God without a moment's hesitation? Now, we have many examples in Scripture of those who completely trusted in God and those who did not. Our Blessed Mother, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And we hear it today. Abraham, here I am, Lord. What about Zechariah? He hesitated for just a moment, and he was struck mute until his son John was born. And let us not forget Lot's wife, looking back at what God told them to forsake. Now, trust is a hard thing. In our human relations, we have to get to know a person, who they are, where they're from, what's their background, their reputation, their motivation. You get to know everything about that person before you can say, I can trust this person. What about that used car salesman down the road in the polyester suit or that lawyer who shows up at the car crash. Can you trust those people? And of course, they came with their, they come with their own reputations. And I think we all know what it means or what it feels like when trust is betrayed. You think you know a person and then all of a sudden it happens. You never trust them again. Got a divine mercy image hanging here somewhere? What is it? Okay. Oh, back there. Okay. What are the words back there? What, what do they say? And the, what are the words inscribed in the image of the divine mercy? Jesus, I trust in you. It's always nice to see, you know, the, uh, the divine mercy image in other languages to see what those words are in that particular language. You know, unfortunately... There are some in the world who do not even trust God. It may be because of some misfortune or tragedy in their lives, pain and suffering. Now, I just described the human experience. I have proclaimed this on more than one occasion. All of us will experience a tragedy in our lives. We will all experience pain, and suffering. And here is the answer why. It's called the cross. An instrument of torture and death is the means of our salvation. In this season of Lent, we are called to mind that pain, suffering, and death, the passion Jesus experienced when we pray the stations of the cross. 
So when someone says that they do not trust God, then they, they really do not know him. They have not fully embraced the cross as a means of salvation. Because here is a tenet of our faith. When we join with Christ in his pain and his suffering, his passion, we join with him in our salvation. Now, we can and we should trust him. So what is the basis of trust? The basis of trust, of course, is faith. When people are here, there are so many examples in the Gospels. When Jesus performs a miracle, what does he say? Your faith has saved you. In my ministry in the hospital, as a hospital chaplain, I see that all the time. People who have strong faith. Trust him. What do we call Abraham? What is what you know? What we always call him our father in faith. And by the way, for Christians, for Jews, and for Muslims, you know what? It's the same guy, Abraham, our father in faith. God put Abraham to the test. He called out to him, Abraham. He immediately replies, here I am. Then God said, take your son Isaac, your only one whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him up as a holocaust on a height that I will point out to you. <laughs> Our act, you know, if, that, if God said that, we say, say what? You want me to do what? That was not Abraham's response. His only response was, here I am. God puts Abraham to the test and he remains faithful. God put Job to the test. He was a man who had everything, who lost everything and remained faithful. And both were greatly rewarded. When he puts us to the test in our trials and tribulations and our pains and his sufferings, can we remain faithful? Now, it is appropriate to experience sadness. We are human, and sadness reflects the love we have in our lives for others, for all of God's creation, including ourselves. What we must not do is fall into despair. Despair is the sin of Judas. Here is a person who did not trust Jesus' healing power. Instead of returning to the cross to seek forgiveness, he takes his own life. Jesus would have forgiven him because that is why he was there on the cross. Trust him. What are we to make of the transfiguration according to St. Thomas Aquinas? The transfiguration occurred because the divine glory, which was Christ's, was allowed for a moment to shine through his human body. He did this so his disciples could taste for a short time the 
contemplation of eternal joy in the view of the persecution and the view of the persecutions that they would suffer. The transfiguration refers to our Lord's change in appearance from the passable body form in which he would suffer and die to the glorified form in which he would rise from the dead. So they see him as he truly is in his glorified body. He must go through his passion. We cannot deny this reality and we hear for a second time from the father. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. I think we've been given enough proof to trust this guy. The father says, listen to him. His apostles testify to this. Countless saints throughout history have shown what it means to trust in Christ. What about us? Well, in any trial or test, there will be apprehension. It's part of our human frailty. You know, we fear the unknown. But you know what? We can control this fear with this simple prayer. Jesus, I trust in you. <laughs>